Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Yes, welcome back. This is the What You Need to Know podcast. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. And this is the What You Need to Know podcast. This podcast focuses on all things University of Utah women's basketball. We take an in-depth look of what's going on inside the program and... As we sit right now, the regular season has come to an end. It was a it was a good year, not a great year for Utah women's basketball, but we will talk about that as the podcast rolls along, that and much, much more. I do want to give you guys kind of an idea of the direction that I'm looking to head with this podcast. First and foremost, I'm sure you're wondering where Amanda Smith is. Uh, Amanda has some obligations with Pac-12 Network, so she might not be able to come on to this podcast. She and I will discuss that a little bit later. But as for now, I will conduct this podcast, and we will see uh, if Amanda will be able to join me uh, later down the road. But as of right now, because of her uh, because of her interaction and her uh, really what she's doing with the Pac-12 Networks, which obviously she's a fantastic. If you've watched Utah women's basketball games, uh, then you've seen Amanda on TV a couple of times. She was on TV four times for Utah women's basketball this year. So uh, obviously she's doing terrific, terrific things. I'm just lucky to have her come on and join me during the broadcast that she is available uh, to come and help me out on. So that's Amanda Smith. And again, we'll talk about her a little bit later and figure out what we're going to be able to do and how we can incorporate her back into the What You Need to Know podcast. Now to kind of give you an idea of where I'm going for this podcast. Obviously, I know you guys know what's going on in the world of sports right now. Uh, This coronavirus has really really hurt sports and really hurt really the, uh, the nation as a whole right now. Not just the nation, but really the entire world as a whole right now. Uh, lockdowns left and right, obviously everything being canceled at this point. And so really not a whole lot to dive into as far as actual on court or practice, anything like that. So the direction I'm looking to head right, uh, right now with this podcast is to give you guys an idea of who is on this basketball team, to give you guys really an in-depth background look into who these players are. Uh, So what I'm going to do is... Starting very soon, my first, or I guess this will be the uh, the first return episode, but uh, starting soon, we're going to dip back into uh, the 2019-2020 season, and I'm going to have both Kiana Moore and Denisha Provo. Uh, they will have their own episodes here in the next coming uh, here in the next coming weeks, to where. I will be able to, to to sit down with them, you know, through the internet because social distancing. We'll be able to sit down with them and interview them, get to know them on a more personal level, kind of get an idea of what their experiences uh, were like at the University of Utah. Is obviously both players uh, are leaving the program. Uh, Kiana Moore, four years, a magnificent career for Kiana and Denisha Provo. Uh, transferred from Clemson, started her sophomore, her redshirt sophomore year with the University of Utah. Had a great uh, junior campaign. She got hurt in her senior year against Arizona State and was able to get an eligibility from the NCAA for another year and so came back. So we actually got to, uh, two senior seasons for Denisha Provo. And so we'll be able to talk with both of them first and foremost in the in the upcoming episodes. And then what we'll do is we're going to uh, incorporate other players as well. Really, every single player who you saw on the floor this year will come on this podcast to talk about the 2019-2020 season and maybe even more importantly, get to know who they are on a more personal level. That's one thing I'm looking very forward to is getting them each on and really just diving into who they are. 
uh, you know, kind of how they work. As I know you know, student athletes, just incredible what they can do, how they're able to incorporate their student life with their uh, athletic life. It's truly amazing. And then on top of that, they're able to maintain a social life as well. I mean, truly, in my opinion, student athletes in the NCAA are superhuman. It's amazing uh, that I have this opportunity to see these players up close and personal as I travel with them as well. Um, kind of get to know them a little bit more on a personal level. And so it's really been great for me to see kind of what what makes them tick. And so I'm now going to bring that to you guys. I'm going to let you guys kind of get to know these players on a more personal level. Obviously, uh, the wonderful thing about uh, women's basketball and you in this program, if you've you know gone to the events, you know how up close and personal uh, that women's basketball is, that you can sit down with players at the brunch, for example, and kind of get to know them during your one-minute speed date. Or you can sit with them and talk with them during the end of your banquet, which didn't happen this year, obviously, because of what's going on in the world. Or after the games are over, you can come down on the floor, shake their hands, win or lose. These players are on the floor signing autographs and talking to you, the fans. So you obviously have an opportunity to get to know these players better than you, uh, better than you do with the men's game. And with the women's game, that's where it's so special to me that you guys can actually do this. Uh, because when I was a kid, you know, I would have loved so much to have had this opportunity, you know, with my heroes. You know, I was, I was a kid when Keith Van Horn, um, when Michael Doliak, when Andre Miller came to the University of Utah program and how cool it would have been for me to be able to come down on the floor and shake their hands. Obviously, Keith Van Horn, number two overall pick back in that 97 draft that saw Tim Duncan come out of it as well. Uh, so obviously, uh, just, just these guys really, truly, they are our heroes in a way. And I would have loved to be able to do that. That is where the women's game is so special. You have the opportunity to get up close and personal with these players. Well, what I'm looking to do in this podcast is, is, is really pull the curtain back even further. Allow you to hear from each player on this team and get an idea of who they are as people, why they chose the University of Utah, kind of their upbringing, what their life was like when they were kids, and what their goals and ambitions are later down in the line. Uh, you know, Because that's really important as well. For and hopefully this opportunity for not just for uh, for me, not just for you, the listeners, but 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 for these players as well, to be even more examples to the young and upcoming generation. Um, you know, so often we we you know you hear about that about how these these athletes need to be more of a uh, of an example and how they are an example to these uh, to these young upcoming players. And there were so many young women, young men even, that I would see come to these basketball games and just see their eyes light up when, you know, like Drew Gilton would come up to her or come up to him after a game was over and shake their hand. I have an experience last year when we were at the Pac-12 tournament uh, in, in Las Vegas. This was 2019. There was uh, a gentleman that brought his two kids. And I remember before our game against Washington, I was sitting there kind of watching these two kids, kind of getting a little nervous, kind of getting a little nervous as Drew was kind of sitting just down the row from me. And they both kind of nervously went up to Drew and were like, hi, Drew. And they sat down and talked with Drew. And um, you could just see the light in these two young kids' eyes. As soon as Drew just opened up and 
you know, was that little example for them. And so hopefully what this will do will allow those players to even further be those examples uh, for the young and upcoming generation. Uh, so we'll have current players on. I'm looking to see if we can have future players on as well. So those tuning in who might be coming into the program here in the next uh, little bit, talking about uh, the three freshmen coming in as well as uh, Zuza Poots who will be playing next year for the University of Utah. Looking to make sure that I can have those players on as well. I uh, just want to make sure with compliance, see if that is okay. Uh, but I'll also be digging back and uh, grabbing old players as well that came through the program. You know, Megan Huff, for example, has agreed to come on and talk to me. Erica Bean, uh, Emily Potter. You have all these players who in years past really made uh, just, just, just this program even better than how it was before. And so we're going to be able to talk to them as well. Uh, as the podcast rolls along, kind of get an idea of where they're at right now. And, uh, you know, again, just with the regular players, the same exact thing, kind of get to know them off the floor, kind of what makes them tick and uh, how they were able to make this program uh, better than the way that they left it. And that's really what is so impressive in the short time that I've been around uh, this program. I have seen it grow and I, and you know, I get it. I've only been here for this. Is, I just completed my fourth season as the broadcaster for the University of Utah, but you know, I was able to see this program grow even further. Uh, obviously you think about the, the, the success that they're having on the floor, but then to see, you know, Keanu Moore is a perfect example for me. I saw Keanu Moore play her very first collegiate game to her very last collegiate game against Oregon, uh, here a few uh, here a few weeks ago and to just see how much she's grown. Not just as an individual, not just as a basketball player, uh, but to see how much she's helped build this program as well as an individual, you know, by her leadership, by who she was as a teammate. Uh, that to me has been so wonderful to kind of see, uh, how each and every single person who's come through this program has made the program better. And that is what I would, what I'm so excited to talk to these players about. So again, to kind of get an idea, uh, of what we will be doing starting with this next episode. This is obviously kind of the introductory episode. We'll talk about the 2019-2020 season as well. But following this episode, it's going to be focused much more on individual players. So we'll have every single player come on and have their own episode. So a 20 to 30 minute discussion uh, to where we'll be able to kind of get to know everything that makes them tick. We'll talk about uh, their life, talk about where they grew up, talk about why they chose Utah, talk about how their season went, talk about really anything and everything, their ambitions, their goals, where they want to do when they grow up, um, kind of how their schoolwork's been going. Really anything you want to know about these players, we'll be able to dive into that and get to know them on a more deeper and more personal level. And so obviously super, super excited about that. Could not be more excited. All right, so that's the direction that we're looking to head for the future podcast for for this episode, we'll just kind of d uh, dive a little bit into the 2019-2020 season as the University of Utah Utes, they finished their season on March the 6th in the quarterfinals of the 2020 Pac-12 Women's Basketball Tournament to the eventual champion Oregon Ducks. Oregon, obviously a tremendous team, had the NCAA tournament had been going on. They likely would still be in it as this upcoming weekend is the Final Four, or would have been the Final Four, I should say. Uh, likely that team would still be going strong, if not for what's going on around the world. So um, as I look at that and think about that, uh, I think about that tournament, you know, I was really 
just impressed by Utah at that tournament. It was Coach Roberts' first ever win in the uh, in the uh, in the Pac-12 tournament. She knocked off Washington. Her and her Utes knocked off Washington back on March the fifth. They then went on and played Oregon on March the sixth. And that really in that win against Washington, they 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 came out firing. They were on fire in that first quarter. They struggled in the second quarter, then owned the entire second half. Um, and then they went on. They took on Oregon in the next day. And they played really well to start out with. Their first quarter, they jumped out on Oregon, had a lead at the end of the first quarter. They uh, kind of fell apart a bit in the second quarter and then really stuck with them in the second half, played kind of evenly with them in that second half. But that second quarter really proved to be the difference as that ended the University of Utah's regular season. But really a lot of positives uh, for this 2019-2020 season. Uh, really the one thing that you heard me and Amanda uh, talk about so frequently on broadcast this year was the inexperience, the uh, youth on this basketball team. As that was really what it was this year, a, uh, a really young core. Uh, if you remember, you had two starting um, freshmen to begin the season. At one point, Kemery even came off the bench and started a few games. Uh, so you really had three starting uh, freshmen, not to mention Drew Gilton was a starter throughout the year, a sophomore. Uh, you also had Andy Torres, a sophomore who would start as well. And, you know, that's really what you saw is just a lot of youth with this basketball team, uh, a lot that they were able to learn, a lot they were able to gain. And I felt that as the season went along, it really was nice to see that that youth um, really matured, that they really became a much more mature basketball team as the season went along. So if you are a Utah women's basketball uh, fan, you have to be excited about the direction of this program, not to mention the uh, the the talent that's going to be coming in next year. Uh, obviously, we're going to be truly missing what uh, what the leading players are able to do in Keanu Moore and Denisha Provo, uh, but the direction of this program is just heading in the right direction. And that really speaks volumes to those two departing players. Keanu Moore and Denisha Provo really helped uh, to get this team to where they are now, and you know, obviously the success that they had on the floor as well has really pushed this program to what um, they could still accomplish. So still a lot to look forward to with this very young basketball team that will be returning a lot of its pieces next year. Uh, a lot of really key starters will be returning next year as well. But uh, I'd be remiss to not give a shout-out to Kiana Moore and to Denisha Provo. They will be missing this program uh, Kiana, Denisha, we love you guys and wish the, nothing but the best for you um, for the future. All right, so before we talk about you know the offseason, the doom and gloom that is as we head into the dark times of the offseason, no basketball to be played, let's talk about the highlights uh, for, uh, from this last season. And I will play, uh, I'll piece together a little clip for you guys so that you can uh, kind of hear just how awesome this season was as the University of Utah Utes. They did not quite have the year they were hoping for for record-wise, but a lot of wonderful things happened throughout the year. Really, the main thing that you're going to constantly hear me talk about was the youth. Uh, Utah was led by their youth. Their freshman, Brenna Maxwell, was the leading scorer. She was a magnificent three-point shooter. We'll get to that in just a second on just how good she really was. Lola Pindande in the paint, the second leading scorer, the leader in rebounds and blocks. Drew Gilton led the way in steals and assists this year. Uh, she's just a sophomore. We'll be going into her junior year next year. Uh, so you can kind of see just how this team was led by the youth. And what they were able to do was really just spectacular. Now, one of the highlights, one of the main highlights of the season is when Utah traveled to 
Colorado. They took on the Colorado Buffaloes, and they knocked down a ton of three-pointers. Take a listen on just how many they were able to knock down. Ahead to Brenna Maxwell. She's open, right angle, catch and shoot, triple, and she rattles it home. Up top, Kiana Moore, straightaway three-pointer, and that circles home. Now right wing is Kiana Moore. Step back, three-pointer, straightaway, up, and good. Kiana Moore, back-to-back triples. Now to Denisha, steps into a deep three left side, and got it! That 30-foot bomb from Denisha Provo. Nothing but bottom for Denisha. Kiana Moore catches and shoots from the corner and drills the corner triple. Speaking of three-pointers, Kiana Moore knocked down her third of the night. Corner triple, Denisha Provo on the way and down. That play set up by Drew Gilton. Here comes Drew. She'll push ahead to Denisha Provo. Takes the left angle three. That looks off the mark, and she banks it home. Gilton back to Brenna Maxwell. Catch and shoot right angle three. It's good. 11-0 run for Utah. Gilton on the corner. Attacks the baseline. No look past to Maxwell. Open left angle. You betcha. Drew left wing to Kiana. Left angle three. On the way. Good. 54-45, back-to-back triples for Utah. Here's a right-side three-pointer for Julie Brousseau, and she drills it. The hot shooting continuing for Utah. Now Brousseau right side. She catches and hits a three, and Colorado looking for a timeout. Naya Becker looking to attack, goes under the basket, goes outside to Maxwell, takes the three, and connects on the three. The eighth three-pointer of the third quarter. Up top is Provo. Straightaway triple on the way. Bang! Denisha Provo drills the cold-blooded straightaway three. He attacks the paint to the corner to Maxwell. Catch and shoot right side triple. You bet you, Brita Maxwell. Up top to Lola Pendande. Right side. Maxwell open three. Bang! Brita Maxwell with 20 points and 16 three-pointers means an all-time record. For Utah, from the three-point line, they've hit 16. A school record, 16 made three-pointers by the Utah Utes in that game against Colorado as they went on to win 84-69. to And it's only fitting that the three-pointer to seal the deal, to give the record, was Brenna Maxwell. Brenna was 6 of 8 in that game from the three-point line. Other three-point shooters, the Denisha Provo was lights out, 4 of 5 from beyond the arc. Kiana Moore was 4 of 6. And Julie Brasseau was two for two from beyond the arc. The Utes combined 16 of 23 from the three-point line. And as I mentioned, setting a school record with 16 made three-pointers. And that's really where we're going to start as far as season accolades go. The University of Utah set a school record for the second straight year uh, in three-pointers made this season as they were knocking them down at a high rate, thanks in large part to that freshman, Brenna Maxwell, who we'll talk about in just a moment. But Utah, as a whole, knocked down a total of 253 three-pointers, setting the record from last year where they knocked down 239 16 times this year, Utah hit at least eight three-pointers or more. And nine times this season, they knocked down 10 three-pointers or more, uh, with 16 of them coming against, or at Colorado, I should say. They had 14 at BYU, and we'll talk about that game here in just a minute. But uh, really, that's really why I wanted to start out with this game. They broke the single-season record, as well as the single-game record of 16 made three-pointers. And along with that... Uh, all freshman team member, all Pac-12 honorable mention member, Brenna Maxwell, 
knocked down 83 three-pointers this year. Good for a school record for freshmen, knocking off the previous record of 76. So Brenna clearly uh, instrumental in the three-point success for the University of Utah. Not just that, but she was knocking them down at a high clip as well. She was taking a lot of them, but knocking them down as well. Her percentage was through the roof from the three-point line this year, shooting 47%, just above 47% from beyond the arc. So clearly... What we thought about Brenna when she came into this program truly held in form throughout her first year at the University of Utah. Now that BYU game, that won a tremendous basketball game. It was in Provo. It was a nice, cold, snowy day. And Amanda and I went down and we called that BYU game in which Utah was able to get the victory in overtime, knocking off BYU 77-73. to So many terrific things to talk about in that game. Brenna Maxwell was huge, 18 points. Ola Makirat as well in that game, 13 points, 6 rebounds, instrumental for Utah. Drew Gilton knocked down a free throw. Uh, she had two free throws with Utah down by one, went one for two from the line. The game went into overtime, and we saw some terrific play by Lola Pendande in the paint as well. Had some terrific block shots, or had a terrific block shot to seal the deal uh, for Utah. And I got a little bit excited on that call, but let's let you listen <laughs> to that block by Lola Pendande. Lola Pendande comes across and sends it back. Utah with the rebound, and a foul is called. What a terrific defensive play by Lola Pendante when it looked as though Paisley Johnson had beaten Drew Gilton to the basket, recovers, and swats it. Oh, I need to tell myself to calm down a little bit, but irregardless, the Utah Utes get the victory as they knock down 14 three-pointers in that game. They, uh, they, they knocked off BYU by a final of 77 to 73. A great crowd was on hand despite that, uh, really cold weather, and it was just great for Utah to be able to get that win. Their second consecutive win over BYU and uh, Coach Roberts' first win in Provo as a head coach of the, uh, of the Utah Utes. Another highlight for the Utah Utes, head coach Lynn Roberts earned her career 300th win with a victory over the Weber State Wildcats back on December the 20th as the Utah Utes won that one, running away by a final of 75 to 46 with the victory. Head coach Lynn Roberts got her 300th career win. And I can tell you it's not going to be the final milestone for the wonderful career of head coach Lynn Roberts as she's doing tremendous things here at the University of Utah. I expect her to be able to get to 400 fairly soon. Obviously, it'll be a few years, but to be able to get to the 400 mark here fairly soon uh, as the leader of the University of Utah. as she got her 300th win over the Weber State Wildcats. Uh, another key win for Utah came Towards the end of the season, as the Utah Utes hosted the Arizona State Sun Devils on Senior Day, February the 23rd, Utah came out guns a-blazing in that one as well. This was a game that Arizona State had circled after losing to Colorado. They really needed to come back and win this game. But Drew Gilton and company had other plans. Drew Gilton finished with her first career double-double of 10 points and 12 assists. Also, Andy Torres, magnificent from the field, 6 of 7, had 15 points. Brenna Maxwell doing her thing, 6 of 9, 3 of 4 from beyond the arc, had 15 points in that win. Utah had four players in double figures. 
at nine points from Keanu Moore off the bench, seven and nine rebounds by Lola Pendande. And that one, a true team win for the Utah Utes. Here's a couple of highlights from that game and from that win as the Utah Utes knocked off the 21st-ranked Arizona State Sun Devils. The beautiful in-and-out dribble. What an attack by Drew Gilton. She faked as though she was going left, then kept it in her right hand and went to her right and got the easy right side lay it to fall. Drew will attack to the corner to Andy Torres with three, and she sticks the corner triple. To the corner to Kiana Moore. Corner triple on the way. Bang! Back-to-back triples by the senior. 42-35, six straight for Utah. Denisha Provo angle left playing in her final game of her collegiate career at the John M. Huntsman Center. Steps into a straightaway triple and it hits. That circled around the rim and fell through and that's her first three of the game. Brenna Maxwell, she'll attack the paint. Stop and pop, the beautiful find. Brenna Maxwell finds Andy Torres open on the left block and hits it. 48-47, the lead is one. Up top to Brenna Maxwell. She'll dribble left hand, then go back to her right. She's open for three. Straight away, it's perfect. Nothing but bottom for Brenna Maxwell to give Utah its first lead of 50 to 48 with four and a half to play in the third quarter. In and out dribble by Maxwell. She'll attack the paint. Go out to Andy. Corner triple. Bang! Utah lighting it up from the three-point line. Four of six here in the third quarter. They go on top by three to Andy Torres. Lobbed inside to Mo Corbin. Fading from the bucket, gets the left-hand push shot to fall. Gilton, no look to the corner. Nia Becker triple, yes! That's how you shut the officials up. You stick a three. 61-57. Gilton to the basket. No look to Pendande, who goes glass. And Drew Gilton, a career high. 12 assists. And the assist there gives Utah its largest lead of eight with three and a half to play. All right, so some highlights from uh, from the 2019-2020 season. Utah wrapped up the season going 14-17. and 17. They were 6-12 and 12 in conference play. They earned the eighth seed as they knocked off the Washington Huskies in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. As Utah was led by freshman Brenna Maxwell, went a perfect 5-of-5 five five from the three-point line, finished with 17 points. Lola Pendande came off the bench in that game and was absolutely gigantic, especially in that fourth quarter. She finished with 17 points and seven rebounds in the Utes' final win of the season, getting Coach Roberts' first win of Pac-12 tournament play. Here's some highlights from that game. Left wing to Drew Gilton. Here's the lob inside the Lola Pendande. She'll take one big power step. Go up with the rock hand. Up the glass and in for two. Right side to Andy Torres to the corner to Brenna. Maxwell open for three. She's fouled and knocks down the triple for the Utes. The rare four-point opportunity for Brenna Maxwell. Here's a three-pointer straight away by Drew Gilt. Nothing but bottom right over Missy Peterson. As the ball went down low, the defense collapsed with it, leaving a wide-open shooter on the outside. Andy Torres catches down low. She's on the right side, fakes to her right, spins to her left, gets the lefty hook to fall. It's a 7-0 run for Utah, and they've pulled within one. Here's a corner triple on the way for Brenna Maxwell, and it splashes home. Denisha Provo on the left wing. We'll hand off to Kiana. Now left side to Kemri Martin, inside to Pendande. She'll catch. We'll go to work down low. Kicks it up top. Brenna Maxwell. Corner triple is bottom. Three-pointer is funny for Brenna. She's got 11 points in this third quarter, and the Utes lead 49-42 with 3.19 to play. Denisha Provo, she'll attack, pick up her dribble, go to Keanu Moore in the paint, finds space, finds the gap in the zone defense, attacks it, and has the easy right-side layup. 
51-42. This is Utah's largest lead of nine. Drew Gilton will inbound. Again, just four seconds to shoot. Back to Drew Angle left. She'll drive. Now stop. Pop the three-pointer and knock it down. She was heavily contested, but she hits the runner. She'll kick it out to Naya Becker, who will drive the baseline. Then bounce pass to Lola Pendande, who finds herself open for the easy layup. Great 59. Naya Becker on the left side. Lobs up top to Pendande. The beautiful feed by Naya again. Finds Lola Pendande open for two easy points. 3.48 to go in the fourth. Drew Gilton to Lola Pendande, who is open and sails to the bucket for the right side layup. Pendande's got 17. Utah leads by eight. So a big shout out to the 2019-2020 University of Utah women's basketball team. As I just mentioned, they went 14-17, and 6-12 in conference play. Not quite the year uh, that maybe a lot of fans and even players were looking for. Uh, but with this youth, with this young team that still will be intact coming up next year, not to mention the magnificent talent who I have not mentioned yet, but I'll do that here in just a moment. Still a lot to look forward to for this young, talented team as they look ahead rather than behind. And we'll see uh, just what these new players can do as well. So let's go ahead kind of introduce you to those new players coming in. First and foremost, uh, Zuza Poots, who comes into the University of Utah, a transfer from UTEP. She'll be playing her senior year, uh, redshirt senior year with Utah this upcoming year. So she'll be a new player to keep your eyes on. Uh, if you were at the brunch last year, you got to meet Zuza. Um, and uh, she's just a terrific player. She comes to us from Poland, uh, just like Ola Makirat. Should make a uh, pretty big uh, contribution to the University of Utah this upcoming year. And now the young and talented players that have yet to put on a University of Utah uniform. The next year's freshman will consist of Kennedy McQueen from Hennifer, Utah, North Summit product. Peyton McFarland from Boise, Idaho, a Boise High School product. And Donna Tambu from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, a Niagara Prep product as well. These three players should make a huge impact on this upcoming uh, season for the University of Utah. In fact, if you want some background on some of these players, we'll start with Kennedy McQueen. She was named the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year. So for the second straight year, Utah has nabbed the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year. If you remember last year, the award was won by Kemri Martin. This year, it was won by Kennedy McQueen. Uh, and if you think about this for just a moment, the reason I know so much about this high school is because I grew up very close to where this high school was, uh, very close to where Kennedy was actually uh, raised. She was raised in Hennifer, as I mentioned, went to North Summit High School, which is a little town in Coville in Summit County, pretty close to Park City, in fact, just on the other side of Salt Lake City. Coming to the University of Utah as a four-star athlete, as the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year, to be able to win that award while attending a school that is, the, that is a two-way school in the state of Utah, that is nothing short of impressive. Uh, and there's a lot that you can read about uh, with Kennedy McQueen on kind of her mentality and how she was able to get that award. So Kennedy McQueen... Uh, the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year will be coming to the University of Utah next season. Peyton McFarland was named the Idaho Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, attending a big school in Boise, Idaho. She will be a tremendous fit for this Utah program and really a need that Utah will focus on in the offseason as well, kind of playing a big uh, a big position 
uh, will be great to be in there with Lola Pendande. Should be exciting to watch those two play together. And then Donna Tambu ranked 13th in her class by Crown Scouts Girls Ranking in America. And as I just mentioned, as a whole, Utah ranked in the top 20 in signing class during the recruiting period. So highest recruiting class in program history. So you think about last year's team, you think about the difference that the freshmen made last year and what the freshmen can do this upcoming season as well. So those are some highlights, some things to look forward to. So as I mentioned, uh, the way that this will go is starting with the next episode, we will get players on. They will have their own episode. So we'll be uh, we'll be starting out with Kiana Moore. She'll be on next week's episode. Denisha Prova will be after that. Then we'll dive into uh, dive into the players on last year's roster and this upcoming year's roster as well. Um, so make sure to stick around for that as we get set to bring this weekly podcast to you. What you need to know should be very exciting. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. Uh, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts as well as you can catch it on the Utah website, University of Utah website, uh, and much more. I'll announce more uh, as I get them. I will be able to announce uh, more ways that you can catch those podcasts. I'll be posting them on Twitter as well. Just as I mentioned, just kind of stay tuned for where they will be posted. But for sure, you can catch it on Apple Podcasts and on the University of Utah website uh, for future reference, as well as my Twitter account at Ty Ewing2, T Y E W I N G2. And uh, stay tuned. Should be a very, very fun off season. Despite all that's going on in the world right now, hopefully this is a light to you to be able to get to know your favorite Utah women's basketball players. I am Tyson Ewing. Thank you so very much for tuning into this return episode of What You Need to Know. Stay tuned next week as Kiana Moore will be our first player to come on the podcast. She will have her own episode. That will be next week. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ty Ewing 2 for updates on the podcast. And have a wonderful week. We'll catch you next week. This is What You Need to Know. <laughs>